Hello and welcome to Breakthrough with Brit. I am your host, Brittany Weekhouser, and we have a fun and compact show for you today. I'm very excited as this show is to provide our listeners ways to lift you up through real life stories and testimonials from people who are overcomers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Breakthrough with Brit podcast. Where together we break through it all. Break through it all. Keep your hopes high and volume up. You're listening to Brit. Welcome back and thank you for tuning in to Breakthrough with Brit. As we are in part two of a three-part series called Borderless Missions. If you missed our last episode with Dr. Collins Quarter, I encourage you to listen to episode 14 to catch up. And what we have learned so far in this three-part series is that the crisis with our U.S. border does not begin at the border, but it stems from the fact that countries are not providing the basic provisions for their citizens. Families want to stay in their home countries, although the resources available to them are not provided. That is why we are seeing thousands rushing to the U.S. border for better futures, regardless of the hurdles these families encounter along the way. Keep your hopes high and volume up. You're listening to Brit. We are featuring a program based in Honduras called Family Life Missions, as this organization is providing a brighter future for children with education while paying attention to getting their parents equipped with vocational skills and a proper home to continue raising up their family members to be contributing citizens in their home country. I don't want to give away too much as executive director for Family Life Missions, Lisa Steele, will be stopping by for a quick chat. So stick around. You're listening to Brit. We are here today speaking with executive director for Family Life Missions, Lisa Steele, based in Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome, Lisa, to Breakthrough with Brit. Hey, Britt, thank you for having me on your show. I am so honored to have the opportunity to feature this three-part series on this incredible organization known as Family Life Missions, which operates in Honduras. Now, Lisa, you are like no other when it comes to being an executive director. You are truly the boots on the ground leader in this organization. So tell us who you are, what drives you to see Family Life Missions continue to make a difference in the country of Honduras. Well, um, Britt, as executive director of Family Life Missions, I oversee our three programs in Honduras that focus on serving vulnerable children and families in the city of Catacamas. I travel to Honduras about every two to three months for a couple of weeks, and I meet with our in-country staff, government officials, supporters, and of course, the families and children that we serve. And in between trips, I meet weekly via Zoom with our Honduran directors, So it's a great way to keep the pulse of our organization going, to strategically plan for our future. And our meetings are always in Spanish. So fluency is very important to this job. I love language and learning other cultures. So besides Spanish, I speak French, German, and some Arabic. So that helps. Wow, that is incredible how many languages you speak. It is so impressive how the Lord has truly equipped you to take your skills and talents by taking Family Life Missions organization to that next level. Share with our listeners, Lisa, what are the challenges these families experience in Honduras? You know, what I love most about serving in this mission is the opportunity to transform and restore families. You know, our mission comes straight from Psalm 68.6 to partner with God to set the lonely and families. We see families struggling to provide basic needs for their children. 
They often do not have adequate housing. They have food insecurity. They've not received adequate education. Uh, they have mental and physical health needs, or they just not, don't know where to turn for help. We want to show them that Jesus cares for them both spiritually and physically. Um, but when these basic needs are not met, many people feel that they have no choice but to head to the U.S. border to provide for their families because they are desperate. So we want to help them transform and restore their families so that they can build a strong future in their home country and not feel the need to abandon their children to a residential home or an orphanage or even to flee to the border. Now that we have a better understanding of the challenges these families experience in their home countries, what are the goals Family Life Missions has to accomplish when addressing third world issues? Well, this is where our three programs come in. Um, with our three programs, we have the Por Los Niños Residential Homes and Bilingual School, Family Preservation, and Foster Care. So we offer a holistic approach that equips vulnerable children and families with needed resources in five areas, physically, spiritually, academically, socially, and psychologically. You know, we know we cannot fix the problems in third world countries, but we can provide needed resources to build strong foundations for families to thrive. You know, most of these folks do not want to leave their country, their family, and their life is there, everything. But they're desperate for help, and they don't know where to turn. So we want to show them, with the help of the local church, that there is a way to stay together and to break unhealthy cycles in their family, that they can change their family tree in a positive way for generations to come. I love it how you are breaking the cycle of poverty and providing resources for these families. So can you share with us a little bit more, Lisa, in detail, how these three services that Family Life Missions offers are all interlinked when addressing the economic crisis in Honduras? Um, Sure. Um, We have a beautiful village in Katakamas. It includes our residential homes for children and our Christian bilingual school. So as we move more toward family reintegration. We are housing less children, but increasing our school. As we know, there is power in education. And along those same lines, we're growing our family preservation program that includes building dreams or construyendo sueños. We bring together a family who needs safe and healthy housing along with the local church, the community, and our faithful donors to build them a home. And so the family's involved in the building process, but they also must complete family preservation training workshop. When we build or restore these homes, it allows the family to reintegrate. And we walk alongside them, providing resources even after the build, including monthly visits from our staff, social worker, and psychologist, because we want them to succeed. In our foster care program, it's very unique because we're the first pilot program to work with Honduran Children's Services. We have placed five children under the age of four in loving Christian homes after the families have undergone a rigorous training and certification program that we provide. Our families come from local churches, and we vet them extensively. We also provide follow-up along with the children's services to each family. So again, we're working with God to set the lonely in families. So you can see all of our programs overlap, and none of them stand alone. All have the same mission and vision. And that vision that we have is for hope, health, and stability to define the community with the church leading the way. 
It's amazing how your leadership and the teams you have there in Honduras are addressing the root causes of poverty head on by providing the sustainable life skills they need. So tell us, Lisa, the impact you're making in Honduras and the staggering statistics that drives this program to continue its borderless mission efforts. Well, we currently have about 66 children we're serving through our three programs and a total of 72 families. You know, the the average salary in Honduras is $5.50 a day, with 66% of the people living at the poverty level, and that's according to the World Bank. In rural areas where we are, um, there is an even lower amount that people make, and that would be about $1.90 a day. So a family's really stuck in that vicious cycle of poverty. When we walk with a family, we are making generational changes with them. So through proper housing, education, and workshops that help the family stay together and succeed, that cycle is being broken. You know, for example, when a person gets vocational training to be a barber, their earnings rise to about $16 a day. So we know that education makes a difference there. Public education in Honduras is considered free, and that's in quotes, um, but families still have to pay for transportation, books, supplies, registration fees, and uniforms. So it's not really free. And because the many of them can't afford that, they drop out between fourth and sixth grade to go to work to help the family survive. So we want to empower families through education, and that's why we are expanding our school and we've begun to add some vocational training with barber and beauty shop classes as well. The need is so great, and that is why you're on this show, Lisa, and that is to educate our listeners about the root cause of the seemingly hot topic discussion of border control. How can we get involved and support family life missions there in Honduras? Well, Britt, I firmly believe that we must get to the root problem to make sustainable and meaningful change in Honduras. When we strengthen families by helping them obtain safe and healthy homes, provide parenting resources, offer education opportunities, and teach them about the love of God through our words and actions, we're reaching people and making that change. You know, our donors form the backbone of our organization. So on April 26th, we're going to begin a two-week fundraising effort to raise $25,000 to strengthen families in Capitanas. That amount will help us build two homes and provide 15 to 20 partial scholarships for children to attend our bilingual Christian school. So if anybody wants to sign up to receive our newsletter and receive email updates, or even if they feel a nudge to donate right now, they can go to familylifemissions.org. And on our donate page, you can choose to make a one-time gift or become a monthly sponsor that helps children who live in our homes, attend our school, or helps foster families who are opening their homes to abandoned children. We're really excited to again welcome a youth group mission team this summer who will be building a home for a family in our program. So if anyone's interested in learning more about our short-term mission opportunities, they can email me at lisas at familylifemissions.org. And I'll be glad to give you um, information on that, including our new COVID information and regulations that go with that and our visitor's manual and help people prep for an incoming team. I hope you get a lot of interest in that short-term mission opportunity. That sounds incredible. And Mm -hmm. as a recap, the call to action for those listening to this podcast is to go to familylifemissions.org and get involved into the conversation. You can click on the Strengthening Families button to financially contribute toward the Building Dreams and Scholarship Fund beginning April 26th or explore other opportunities to sponsor a child or a family in Honduras. 
Lisa, do you have a quick story to share with us how getting involved can make a huge difference in a person's life at Family Life Missions? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, When I was in Honduras in March, I had the privilege to visit two families who are recipients of homes sponsored by Family Life Missions, homes that were built by us with the community and the church. And it was beautiful to listen to the Perez and Soto Galvez families as they spoke about the blessing it was to have their families reunited and living together in a safe and healthy home. Senor Perez felt that he had to leave his children at our Puerlos Niños residential homes after his wife passed away. He just simply could not provide for them. And they lived with us for eight years. They attended school, played sports, received good nutrition and care, and were fed spiritually. During that time, on most weekends, Senor Perez visited his two children under the supervision of our social worker. He visited them by riding his bicycle 13 miles each way. We recognized his love and dedication, so we did everything we could to help this family to reintegrate. So last year, we pulled together a team from FLM, the local church, the community, to help build a home for the Perez family. You know, it's still not easy for them, but this family is now living together in a safe and healthy home with a future that we're still a part of. And it took many years, but this family is together now. I appreciate you sharing that story and what a story that is and an impact you guys are making who are in Family Life Missions. And Miss Lisa, as we wrap up our time together, how has standing in the gap on this border control issue helped you reshape your perspective on borderless missions? When I visit the country of Honduras, and I've done it many times over a couple decades, I see the poverty and the needs that are there. And as a mother, I understand wanting to do whatever it takes to take care of your children. You know, I also know many people who have come to the U.S. and have crossed the border without proper documents. And there are hard consequences with that decision. You know, they can't return home to visit their family. They're in a new country and most cannot speak the language. Oftentimes finding work is hard to do. I want to help the people who are struggling in Honduras to stay in their country that they love, and I want them to thrive. I want them to have education opportunities, safe homes, and healthy families. I want them to know Jesus and be involved in their local churches. You know, I want for them what I have had for myself and for my family. I often ask myself, you know, why me? Why not me? Why was I born in the U.S.? And I don't have the answer to that question, but I know But I am no different than the people we serve in Honduras. God created every one of us. But because I have been given much, I know that much is expected of me. And honestly, that is what drives me every single day. It's inspiring to hear that there are active organizations like Family Life Missions that is feeding into the lives of parents and children to help raise them up to be contributing members in their home countries with biblical upbringing and educational confidence. Thank you, Lisa, for bridging the gap and bringing awareness to the Borderless Missions conversation with us today. Thank you for having me on your show, Britt. You're listening to Britt. Well, that's all for today's episode on Breakthrough with Brit. Thank you for listening and special thanks to Lisa Steele for joining me today for part two of our special three-part series on borderless missions. To get involved in this conversation, please visit familylifemissions.org and click on the option tab, get involved. 
Part three of this conversation will be with National Director of Family Life Missions, Jose Chinchia. He lives in Honduras full time and he will be sharing with us how your efforts can continue to change lives in Honduras. Until we meet again, continue to break through. Keep your hopes high and volume up. You're listening to Brit. If you're not yet a subscriber to this podcast, please subscribe now. You can help us increase our exposure by giving us an honest rating and review. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to share this episode with others. If you want to share your story, visit us online at BreakthroughWithBrit.com. Thank you for tuning in today on Breakthrough with Brit.